Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and I am Eva. And I am Charlie. So we turn the tables a little bit today, huh? We're going all out. <laughs> it's ratings week. It's ratings week, yes. And we've been gone for two weeks, so we're back renewed and refreshed and ready to go. And for those of you that are new to Corporate Talk, the mission of Corporate Talk is to use all our collaborative powers to make a difference in the workplace even as one person. So what does that mean? We bring to you a number of different authors, entrepreneurs, experts in the fields of personal and professional development so that we can help you be the best that you can be in your work life and in your personal life. Because if you're great in your personal life, you're going to be great in your work life too. Because our companies need us now more than ever. So let's bring them our A game. Absolutely. And um, I also wanted to let everyone know that all our replays are available 24-7. You can also dial in and ask a question at 888-463-6748. And um, let us know what you think. You can also get my newsletter at corecoachinginc.com, which is also available monthly. And you can also get all the replays from iTunes, and you can also download the free Talk Zone app so you can listen on your phone anywhere you go. So all of this information is available to you for free 24-7, so please take advantage of it. Otherwise, nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. That's absolutely right. And we have an exciting show today. We're going to be talking about information technology, also known, a.k.a. as IT. And we're going to be talking about IT resources with an expert, our own Charles Labasco. Right. The early, the opening tag, are you concerned about your job? I mean, this is something that I can speak to specific to IT technology. Right. And so can I, because we were both in IT technology. And I love the fact that you've come up with a model that we're going to get into in a moment that can right off the top save organizations 25% off of their IT offshore resource development budget, which is really, really amazing. And you've actually done that. I have, and yes. And when I say that, I mean 25% of the already approved IT budget. Mm. So the money's already there. Right. And the savings means we don't have to spend it if we don't want to. We can reinvest it back. I mean, this is groundbreaking, okay? And as we continue... Um, we need to really share this with all C-levels, with all technologists, and so on. You know, when we're at work, and you can um, relate to this too, we're measured with a fine-tooth comb. And we yeah, should absolutely. be. And yes. we should be, mm-hmm. right? Because um, we are responsible professionals. Well, one of the gaps that exist is uh, we need to apply that same type of measuring to the offshore vendor, but, you know, just so opening. this model that you came up with, you're calling it the IT offshore resource pruning. Yes. So what, what is that exactly? 
Okay, so again, the, the offshore pruning model is to take an immediate 25% off the top uh, without any risk, okay? And how do we do that? Well, we're going to prune back the resource pool a little bit, okay? Um, when I say prune back, I mean it's sort of like what we went through 10 years ago, five years ago, when we were downsized. Right, because I think a lot of people out there that may not be familiar with information technology and how it works now, it's very different. It's a very different career path than it used to be in the past. And a lot of us found that our jobs may have been outsourced or in addition to what we were doing, had other offshore resources that came on board, and offshore meaning India, Russia, China, et cetera. Ireland right. was also in there. Right. Yeah. Um, so to some degree, the um, onshore domestic development IT pool has been uh, impacted. Right. It's absolutely been impacted. So your model In your model, you talk about that you can save 25% right off the top of that budget. And so when you talk about resource pruning, you explain that a little bit, but what is it? I mean, how is that accomplished, actually? Okay. Um, It's very simple. Okay. We have developed what I call speed assessing, offshore Resource allocation, speed assessing. Well, that sounds really, that's kind of interesting, okay. right? Speed assessing. So what does that mean? Okay. It's like, so it sounds like speed dating. Right. <laughs> We're all professionals here. And what happens with our offshore team is they're offshore, right? It's very challenging. Um, the teams may be overpopulated. Um, oh, because you're saying that maybe we don't know? How can we know? Okay. Right. Um, we had um, a situation in the past where um, every one of the resources on paper were really good at what they did. Okay. Okay. The model, the offshore model is we provide them the what to do's. Right. We, the people here in we the States. Here. And okay. if it's not exact, it there's no thinking involved. Right. Right. That that's the actual model. It's not that it's not that people don't think. It's the actual model to just work to the spec. And you know, let me say that uh, we uh, have been working with offshore developers for the past fifteen years, mm-hmm. and they're awesome. They're friends, right? We love them, yeah, they're and great. they're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. So that is not the issue. The issue is when the vendors overpopulate the resource pool. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's common sense that we understand that uh, five offshore vendors don't equal five times the amount of one onshore developer. Right. It's different. So can we can we take a step back? Sure. Can we go back to so when you talk about speed assessing? So now we kind of understand like what having an onshore deve- an offshore development team actually means. Right. right? Okay. And so then you were talking about to that, you would apply the speed assessing. Right. Speed assessing. So walk me through your day, not what are you working on. And so when you say walk me through your day, is that one of the questions in the assessment? Absolutely. It's okay. one of the questions in the assessment. It's not tell me your background. It's not 
tell me what you're working on. It's walk me through a day. Okay. And so what does that tell you? It tells me if they're in the moment or not. Okay. Uh, well, I come to work. Well, hold on. What time do you come to work? Well, I come to work at nine. And then what do you do? Well, I write a program. What program do you write? So we go through that speed assessing. And really, we're talking about five minutes. Okay. Because so you're saying it takes five minutes to go through their day. It takes five minutes to get a sense of whether or not the specific resource we're speaking with is essential to the project or non-essential. Okay. 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 So essential might mean, yes, I'm writing the uh, update module for the billing program due on the 15th. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Non-essential is um, I'm working on the billing project. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're saying that just from that answer, you could tell whether or not they're fully engaged in the billing project. Right. And and there's there's two two ways to un to understand and assess what's going on. Okay. Right? One, and it's the most common, is basically you don't. You just leave it to the vendor. The vendor returns the finished product. Mm. And. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they gave you a cost for what that would be. And they be. gave you a cost. And okay. that's fine. The, the product can be delivered in good shape. It's a working product. It's working software. Okay. Um, and it was delivered, and I'm making this up, let's say for $50,000. Okay. Okay. Of which, as my speed assessing is going to determine, maybe the 50000 was really 30000 and oh, I see. maybe we're overpaying because we're not drilling down and going through this assessment. Got you. And, you know, uh, maybe we can reinvest some of that overspend back into our FTE here. Ah, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's my point. And so one way is you basically don't, you just let it go. Okay. And that's what's been happening. The other way is the, um, the offshore, um, assessing my plan. And then we know, right, we'll go through each resource. Now, you know, business is tricky. We don't want to take risk unless we have mitigation, mm -hmm. right? So this is not a um, an sling from the hip plan. I actually developed and executed this to make it a win-win, right? Right. So, I mean, we're CARE certified. I have a shared leadership model. That's what we believe in. So we want to work with the vendor, with the resource, but we don't want to overpay or overspend um, anywhere. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you, when you were looking at, when you were looking at creating this model, when you were originally looking at doing the speed assessing, can I ask, how is it that you came up with your assessment? What made you decide to, to do it that way? Okay, so I was a, a, an onshore manager of development resources. Okay. And um, started to notice some patterns, right? Um, if my resources were decked against one project that they were working on, okay. they would log time, which we pay for, 40 hours to that one project. Okay. Maybe 50 hours. Right. If there were two projects, they would log 20 hours to one and 20 hours to the other. Oh, so what you're saying is that the hour logging was so cut and dry that it just didn't make sense. Even, because 
as former developers ourselves, you can kind of tell that it's it's never actually just 4.0, right? <laughs> Either they were the most um, top-notch time managers, right? which is impossible, right? or they were kind of making it up. Okay. Right? So now here, where we work locally, we would say something like, what are you doing? You got 10, 10, 10, 10. I mean, how can that be? So mm-hmm. tell me which 10 hours went to this project and what, what did you accomplish in those 10 hours? We would have that conversation. Okay. So at our review as a, as a FTE, we would get hammered for that. Right. So what we're saying is we need to take that same level of drill down and apply it to our vendor. Okay. That's all. And are you finding, I mean, were there issues? Were projects not getting completed on time? Was that the problem? Actually, that was not the problem. Okay. Because I would say that most people would say that, you know, their projects are completed on time. You know, they get a good product from the vendor. So why bother? Right. Okay. So what I'm shouting from the rooftops here as a result of this system is there's a, the money is hidden. There's a gap that the vendors are getting free and clear because the work is not necessary to be done. Okay. The work is getting done. Because originally when we started using offshore resources, it was a huge savings. It was a huge dollar savings. Right. So it's a, it's a tremendous savings, which opens up an area to bury an additional percentage of resources. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm making this up, of course, but if you're paying $15 an hour for a resource as opposed to 90 Right. Add a couple more. Okay. So that's, you know, that's really interesting because we as IT professionals had to absolutely always justify our time, right? And everybody was looking at us closely. And plus or minus 5%. When, right, exactly. So, no, this is great. This is a great model, and we're just about to take our first break. So We want to reverse this. We want to start bringing back some of our guys. Right, and that's exactly why you've created this model. Using that same money. Correct. Okay. Yeah, no, that's terrific. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we're into segment two with our own Charlie Labasco discussing his IT offshore resource pruning model. And, you know, it's it's pretty exciting. Got a little charge during the break. Got a little charge, yeah. We, and so, of course, we get to cheat, as Charlie would always say, because we're talking together 
during the break. And, you know, so really what you're saying with this pruning process, that it's all about identifying those excess resources and converting that expense into money saving opportunities for all organizations that use IT offshore resources. Right. So a company decides to go offshore. Right. The offshore vendor sees dollar signs. Okay. Yeah, well, and then the organization sees savings, supposedly. Right, right? it's buried. Right. So all we're doing is identifying the excessive resources. That's all we're doing. Yeah. And then we want to put that money back into the company. Okay? And so when you say put that money back into the company, what do you mean exactly? We're paying the vendor for non-essential resources. I got it. So we're going to stop paying the vendor. Okay. Those resources, we're going to explain what happens to them. We love them. We're not going to do anything bad, but we're going to explain. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's important. It's important. It's a win-win as part of the shared leadership. We're going to take that excessive expense and we're going to, next billing cycle, not send that check to the vendor. Okay. We're going to write it to ourselves, or we're going to not spend it. Okay. Okay. So think about the opportunity. That means you can start maybe hiring some people back. Maybe you can do more work, right? I mean, there's many different things. This system shows your employees that you have their back, right? Okay. And um, it gives them an awareness that you guys are looking out for the good of the company, right? And not just trying. Companies have to learn to start saving money other than cutting employees, well, they also have to learn how to start making money too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of that combination. That's true. Right? Yeah. And I think that's absolutely such a important, valid point that they have to stop, they have to stop cutting resources, onshore resources, right? I mean, we understand that it's a global economy. We get that. But we also, you know, we want to look at other ways to save money. And this is a perfect way to save money. I mean, this model of yours saved 25% right off the top. Right. Now, let me say that everybody's busy working. The right. C-levels, the developers, the managers, even the offshore, everybody's busy working. Yes. I get to cheat now okay. because I'm out of that out of that business. Okay. So I have time, and this is where this was born. Okay. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Stepping out when I learned and developed shared leadership. Mm. Okay. So how can I help? All right. I'm a shared leader now. Okay. What does that mean? Well, how can I help? Well, let's see what's going on. Oh, these guys were cut and the work went here. Let me make sure that the work is getting done. Okay. Okay. The work is getting done. Let me make sure if it's the money's being spent properly. Er, That's where we had a gap. Okay. Okay. So, Mr. Resource, uh, Mr. Resource number 15 of my 31 resources. Okay. Tell me what you're doing today. Silence. Okay. That's a non-essential person. Okay. All right. That person, and then then we'll continue. Okay. So, when you talk about non-essential people, I don't think, though, that what you're saying is that that person is automatically cut. First off, I don't mean to say that um, that non-essential resource is not a competent developer. Right. That, I think that's really important that to add. That non-essential resource can be the best developer ever. Okay. Right. It just means that 
on the project of which I'm paying, that person is non-essential. Okay. Maybe they're covertly or privately decked against other projects that I don't know about. So when you say 25%, were you finding that after you were applying this speed assessment to the individuals, that what you were finding was on average per project, like a quarter of the people assigned to it would be what you would call non-essential? Okay, good question, um, E. <laughs> Thank you. So we're, in the, we're from the IT field. Yes, we are. We worked very hard. Yes. We used to say jokingly, oh, another sunrise while we're working. Right. So we know what we can deliver with two hands. Yes. Okay. So when I started to realize, when I started to go through my resources, you know, you go through 5, 10, 15, some lines of business, there's hundreds. Honestly, I stopped it at 25. Oh, okay. There might be places where it's 50%. Mm. Okay? Yeah. I stopped it because enough is enough. Let's start from there and let's maybe go back in and see. Well, you know, I was just thinking that that's pretty skilled of you to be able to go in there and so quickly assess who's working and who's not. But it really is brilliant. It seems like, it seems like, well, that's much too fast. But it's not. When you ask those questions and you're not getting any answers back, you kind of know that... Excellent. Yes. Uh, and not only that, Eva, um, I have a mitigation plan. Okay. This is risk free. Okay. So if I determine your. Because if, if I were an, an offshore resource right now, an offshore employee, I would be thinking, you know, I, I don't want anything to do with this. Right. Right. And what happens? Because I'm going to be impacted. Right. Well, when I first brought this out, what would happen is the hours went up. The hours went up. We're, so the hours that they were logging went up. Right. Okay. We're so busy. We need okay. more people. Uh, okay. I said, okay, tell me what was done in those extra hours. Okay. Silence. Or if there was a program worked on, where is the code? I want to look at it. Silence. You know, uh, so that's how I know the person for this project is non-essential. Okay. So why don't you one more time define non-essential, just so that we're clear on it? Okay. So if you have development work being done, you okay. might have X number of projects, three, right. four, five, of which you have offshore resources. Okay. So when I say walk me through a day, I need to determine which projects this resource is working on, okay. and I need to make sure that this resource is actually doing X number of hours that they're logging for that project. Okay. All right? And if it's not happening, if I can't get the answers, I determine, I take the risk here, mm -hmm. and I take that person, that resource, and I say, okay, uh, in this example, you're going to go into the pool. So oh, okay. So the... Wait, we haven't gotten to the pool yet, right. I don't think. It's right. Very important. Okay. So we're going through the list. Yeah. Resource number four. Oh, wow. Okay. You're working on the uh, the update module. Cool. Any issues? No. Okay, good. Resource number 16. What are you working on? Um, whatever they tell me. Who's they? Okay. Okay. You're non-essential. Okay. okay. Tomorrow. To the project. To the project. Okay. Tomorrow, 
I am no longer going to ask for hours from you. So if you're full-time on this project, that means 40 hours for the week. If you're part-time, let's say 20 hours. So for whatever time you're allocated that you, I'm going to say you're not essential, you're going to be put in a what I call a maintenance pool. And so I just know that, you know, as an IT developer, you would have to log your hours regardless. And so if they're not logging it to the project, where do you see them logging it? They're going to log it in the maintenance pool. It's going okay, to be, so it's going to be a maintenance sort of like a pool. cost center. Kind of like the old typing pool. Project, uh, uh, an expense uh, project. Okay. 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 So now tomorrow, Eva, you're going to start logging your hours to the maintenance prod, the maintenance pool. Okay. And you're no longer involved in this at all. Okay. You're not going to transition your work. You're just going to be as if you weren't here. You're going to go and you're going to sit here and you're going to work in this prod, on this project. So you're. And the maintenance pool project. And the maintenance pool. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. All right. So now let's say 25% in my realm is, and I'm making this up, let's say it's 15 people. I okay. determine tomorrow those 15 people are not going to be on the project. Okay. Here today, gone tomorrow. Off the project, but still billing to the maintenance pool. S- still logging hours to the maintenance pool. Okay. To show that. That resource is alive and uh, logging hours. Got it. Okay. So now my project is going to be light those number of hours. Okay. Okay. One week goes by. Any issues? Anything break? Did something not get done because that person I took out? Um, if that occurs, I take the hit. Okay. We do this for 30 days. If after 30 days nothing happens, then that person was non-essential. Okay. Yeah. So when you were doing this, did you have times when something broke? I can tell you it never once happened, which is why I see the opportunity. Every single time I allocated someone to the maintenance pool. Okay. Nothing happened to the project. Okay. Okay. Nothing. I, That's I, pretty amazing because you said that off of each project you were taking about twenty five percent. Right. So you know. Think about one line of business with four hundred um, offshore resources. Right, and you're taking off a hundred, and that's not even all that you could take off, is what you were saying. Right. Wow. And and you have found that even when you pruned and you put people into the maintenance pool and they were they were logging hours to the maintenance pool, that you found that none of your projects suffered at all. Zero impact on any work in progress. And so and if anything had happened, that person is still there and you can easily put them back. Right. And I would be more than willing to take that hit, right? And did you find that hours then went up for the other resources? No. No. And did any deliverables not get met because of it? No change. So if if the team was sluggish, it was still sluggish. Okay. If the team was tight, it was still tight. Okay. There was no change. Okay. Because, you know, there was intelligent intelligence around my assessing. 
I got you. And let me ask you something else then about that. So when you, is this under a waterfall or under an agile methodology of project management? Wow. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Picking my ass here. Um, okay. So in large corporations, you have hybrids, you have a mix, okay. right? Okay. Uh-huh. This is basically specific to the work. It's methodology independent. Okay. Right? Okay. Non-essential means non-essential. Got yeah. Okay. It does change things. Okay. Okay. Think about it. In, a, in an agile environment where you have daily scrums, mm-hmm. they're now quicker because you have less people. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can right? just get through everything faster. And then it makes you yeah. say, well, what the heck? What was I getting before? Got yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Very good question. It's independent of the delivery methodology. It's specific to the work on the project. Okay. Well, this is great. This is great. I'm, I'm really excited about your, your assessment and your whole methodology. And so we have a lot more to discuss. This is groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking. So stay with us, everyone. We're about to take our second break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are into our third segment, and we are discussing IT offshore resource pruning with. Charlie Labasco, our own Charlie Labasco. And this is an amazing groundbreaking methodology. It really is. I mean, this is a huge savings with really zero impact. Yeah, let me just um, interrupt for one second. Well, okay. This is, this is uh, groundbreaking for the economy, okay, in the IT world. So we're on a project and all of our guys were getting uh, micromanaged because work is expensive. Yes, it is. What are you doing? When is it going to be done? Tell me the impact. How are you going to code it? Is it approved? Is it tested? Okay, and then they go to the next person and the next person, and we spend days, nights, weekends. And then we come to offshore. Well, don't worry about offshore. Okay. They're not us. They're a vendor. We'll just see what they give us. Yeah, that's true. And that's the opportunity. I mean, it just happened uh, on a project locally. We would be held accountable for every second but the offshore person would sit and wait because they're waiting for something. Got you. Right. Yeah. So before we get started and dive back into this, where can people contact you? How can they get a hold of you? How can they learn more about this model? Okay, just listen because I'm screaming it on the rooftops. That's right. one way. Another way is to just go to charliespeaking.com and reach out and I'll uh, check back in. You know, this is a well-thought-out, executed, tested, risk-free plan that saves money, 
okay, and that you can reinvest back. This is groundbreaking in that we're not cutting heads to save money. We're tweaking the vendor model that we went to to save money. Right. And when you talk about reinvesting, you're also talking about reinvesting into onshore resources, which you had done. Exactly. I hired locally. Right. Right. Which was the whole point. Which is the whole point. Because yeah. I was impacted at one point and I know what it is to be impacted. And um, I understand that we can't just keep spending the money in this economy. And I get the need for outsourcing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But we can also save money there as well. Absolutely. There's a gap. Right. And it's bleeding. Right. Okay. So let's take a minute and like just take a step back here. Take a breath. And let's go back to the maintenance pool because I wanted to dive into that a little bit more. So hang on one second. So what you were saying is when they go through the assessment, all those people that the resources that are deemed non-essential are put into a maintenance pool. So let's talk about the maintenance pool a little bit because we just touched on it briefly. We didn't really deep dive into it. So who actually manages the maintenance pool and how does the maintenance pool work? Ooh, good question. Thank you. Now, okay. Uh, first, let me just say real quick, we are speed assessing. We don't spend more than five minutes on mm. the assessing. It's not surgery. I know how to do it. Okay? okay. That's what my model explains. Right. Okay. So we get through that. Okay. The maintenance pool. So now we have this group of people from various projects filling up this maintenance pool. Yeah. And a, what do you do with them? I mean, what it, do you it do feels with like them? a waste of money. Right. And B, who manages them? Right. Because it feels like a waste of money. It, it feels like a bigger waste of money when you're looking at the overall vendor contract. Right. right. So maybe your project saved money. But overall, the organization, it doesn't feel right now like it really saved money. Right. So first off, what I want to share is the maintenance pool is 30 days long. Okay. And that gives the vendor a heads up that they have some window of opportunity for this person coming up. It also gives us guys, the local managers, a heads up in that maybe they need somebody. Okay. Okay, because on my project, this person is not needed. Okay. All right? Maybe this person's needed on your project. So it's an opportunity Okay. all the way across the board. Okay, so that's the purpose of the maintenance pool. All right. And it mitigates the risk. So if I take a hit on my project because this person turned out to be essential, then we got to get them back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so they're right there. Okay. So 30 days. So now, who manages that pool? Ta-da! We're going to create new opportunity. Okay. Oh, okay. So we're going to... It's TBD. Okay. All right. So... It's designed as TBD. If I had to suggest. So some people might not know what TBD is. Okay. It means. Um, to be determined. You should assign someone to manage that pool. Okay. okay. It's to be determined who that person is. Oh, so that that actual job description needs to be determined. It's, n- it's not me. Right. I want to be able to look in the pool to see what's available. Should I need some work? Okay. Okay. But. My suggestion here is that the manager of the pool be someone internal as a step up. Internal within the, the organization and not within the 
the vendor. Right. It has to be part of the company, not the vendor. So uh, my suggestion is an admin person already on staff that can um, take a step up in their career as maybe a people manager or managing this pool. I think it's a phenomenal opportunity. No, it is. A, it's a terrific opportunity. And I've always felt that the vendors, any vendor, onshore, offshore, any vendor that you use at all outside of even IT should always be managed with, by someone within the organization and never self-managed, which you find a lot of times they are self-managing. Right. So I think that's great. And and you're creating this opportunity for a new position within the organization. Right. Yeah. So, okay, so they're in the pool. What are they doing? That's the next question. Mm-hmm. So you got all these people that are coming in and out. It's sort of like yeah, a drive-in. Yeah, what are they doing? It's I like mean, a Starbucks, right? Right, so they don't have a project anymore, per se, to work on. So okay. what are they working on? Okay. First, they're still billing for 30 days. Right. First thing I want to say is, yeah. right, keep in mind, what <laughs> were they working on before they came into the pool? Let's not <laughs> oh, escalate already. Oh, good point. <laughs> right? Let's not escalate already. Yeah. Right? Remember, you were an accountant, right? Mm. Not from not? No, that's you. That's that's <laughs> New York. Not from not is not. Okay, so all kidding aside, right? There's some suggestions. Okay. They can document the system they supposedly were working on because nobody does documentation and it's, oh, a, it's an yeah, expense. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Right? And nobody has time to do documentation, supposedly. So this right. would be a perfect way because we need everything. We need the projects to be documented, and they're never documented. Right. Or not documented well. Right. So right. I'm just saying uh, they have 30 days. Okay. They're non-essential to this project. The other managers in the company are looking at this daily to okay. see if maybe there's somebody. So in that pool, their resume should be updated. They, they could maybe be doing documentation, right? Yeah. There's This is the purpose of the pool. Um, and the manager now is tracking. Okay. The manager of the maintenance pool right, two is weeks, tracking. Three weeks into the pool. Yeah. No fire, no earthquake. Everybody's, you know, coming and going. They need to notify the vendor and say, okay, this guy's coming due in one week. So let me, let me take another step back, even though we're moving forward. And ask you, so when you have this pool, were you finding that the vendor was bringing on more and more resources into the organization? And so just by way of using a maintenance pool, even that would keep it leaner? All righty. Thank you. Um, no, that's very good. And, and I, you know, just for... So I was just wondering if they were keep bringing on more and more people, Okay, so right? we had a term that we used to say, you know, we were consultants. Um, I mean, I don't want to date myself. 70s, 80s, 90s, Y2K. And I used to keep my car keys in my pocket because my job was on the line, every line of code. Mm-hmm. Very stressful. Right? To be over and above. Um, we have a term for the offshore model in that they're consultant generators. Okay. They just keep populating and populating and populating. This project is behind. How do you know it's behind? Well, my, you know, the team is logging lots of overtime. We don't get paid. I'm the vendor now. We don't get paid for overtime, but we logged an extra 30 hours. Look at the right. timesheets. Right. I think we need to bring in at least one more person. All right, let me see what I can do. Why would I do that? 
because I want my empire to grow because now I have 40 people. So now, now I'm even you bigger. You as within the organization, yes. not at the vendor. So the thinking, the paradigm shift now is um, I'm going to save my company some money and reinvest some of this non-essential spending back into the company. And now I'm a partner. Oh, okay. Yeah, because now you're actually working with the organization. You're actually looking at ways of growing the organization by saving money. Right. 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 And you know what? So, okay, so the manager now, the pool manager. Yeah. This new job. Right. And the pool manager says, wow, this resource had to go back because there was a hit done in that project. So that turns out that resource is essential. Oh, okay. And, oh, wait, this resource, too, had to go back. Who's doing that assessing? Okay. Yeah. We need to tweak that a little bit. Why is that happening? So um, it just makes everybody smarter, everybody leaner, and everybody has everybody's back. Now, see, some would say that if you now have this new role of the manager of the maintenance pool, are you really saving money? But you're saying that. Yeah, you know, you really are saving money because 25% is a huge amount of money. Right. What I'm saying, yes. More, the savings more than covers. We'll go over some numbers, but, okay. um, you know, that role doesn't have to be a new role or an independent role. So if you're, say, um, an admin or some sort of project manager, Okay. That can take on this as another project. It's not additional, right? You're not putting any oh, time. Oh, I see. So you're not necessarily hiring. It's not a deliverable, right? That you're you're, you're just allocating someone that's already existing, giving them like this maintenance pool to review because it's not really a full time position. As you're you just see it. and you're just monitoring the pool. Okay, that's all. You're just monitoring the pool. And who's monitoring monitoring the work that's getting done within the pool? Well, that's what we talked about before, right? Mm-hmm. What work is getting done? Well, you were saying they were doing documentation. Right, they're going to do document. Work. Right, we're gonna we're gonna give them work. Okay. So if if somebody in the pool is doing documentation, I mean, I don't want to split hairs here. Um, we would maybe break down the um, time entry okay. into. Um, a, a pure admin, which is nothing. Okay. B, documentation. We would set up those job codes for them to log the time in. Okay. And then the question is, okay, even though they were non-essential to the development project, we're still getting some value here. Yeah, yeah. So then the documentation is done within the 30 days, and then they can move on to another project. Oh, this is great. You're right. It is absolutely groundbreaking. And I know that you've kind of pulled all this together into what you're calling the 100-day plan. And we're about to take our last break. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the 100-day plan. 100-day plan to get it going, yes. To get it going and some of the numbers behind it around the cost savings. Yes. Okay, so stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Excellent. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. 
He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and I have the great pleasure of interviewing my co-host, Charles Labasco, about his IT offshore resource pruning model. Right. The workplace improvement revolution starts today. It's great. And so why don't you one more time go ahead and share your contact information. Charliespeaking.com. Very simple. Charliespeaking.com. Just go to Charliespeaking.com. Shoot me a contact us info email and we can go from there. This is a 100-day model plan that gets implemented on-site at your location. Share it with your company. Bring me into your company. Whatever you do, there's money here to be saved and reinvested. Oh, that's perfect. That's terrific. So we were talking about the maintenance pool, and we had just one more point that we wanted to wrap up on the maintenance pool. So you were talking about that the people going in the maintenance pool for 30 days – and we never got to, so what happens at the end of 30 days? Right. So keep in mind, I, I make the, 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 in the presentation, I make like a McDonald's, right? A drive up. And they're going in and they're coming out. So the maintenance pool is constantly churning, right? Right. 30 days. The end of 30 days, okay, you have created an opportunity to take some money and put it back in your company. You have created an opportunity by releasing that resource, if that's the decision, to reinvest in your FTE, and when was the last time? Now, what, where can you reinvest? Well, we can add to a bonus pool. You can hire more people. I mean, it's endless. Or you could not spend it and do more work. Right. Okay? Right. So what are the options at the end of 30 days? You can let that person go, give that person back to the vendor, because it took 30 days, nothing went wrong, and nobody needed that person. Okay. Okay. And that's A. Uh, B, you can retain that person if somebody else determines that person can be utilized in their project. So mm-hmm. they don't have to go out, consultant generator, and hire more consultants. They have some right here that they can pick from already funded. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. perfect. Yeah. Um, and they can do some on-demand work and, 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 and remain in the pool if necessary. Okay. Right? Okay. I mean, it's endless. 30 days in and out, and the opportunity comes back. Well, that's really terrific, and, it's, and it really is groundbreaking. And so we've got about, mm, about eight minutes left, right? Okay. And so you're looking at this is this plan is a comprehensive 100-day plan. 100-day right? plan. So. Um, sorry. <laughs> I get wild. <laughs> you're so excited. Um <laughs> But I just wanted to talk about when, so when you talk about the comprehensive 100 day plan, I'm, you know, CIO and I've brought you in and you tell me you have a 100 day plan. What can I expect on day one of that plan? Okay. Let me just say, um, I'll tell you in a second. Okay. Um, not only day one, pick a day, day 73. This is what we're planning. So okay. I have in an scrum type Agile methodology, I've developed multiple sprints. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
and each sprint has a lifespan. So I have each day laid out in each sprint. So on day one of this project, we will have the first planning session for the first sprint. Okay. okay. And the first sprint is going to be 30 days long because it's not a software deliverable. It's a basically paradigm shift. So we're, we're making that a 30 day sprint. So we're doing three 30 day sprints. Okay. One to, um, do the assessing, build the pool, and then uh, monitor and reassign accordingly. Okay. Okay. So every single day we have a burn down chart per sprint. Within that first 30 days. So the CIO okay. walks by yeah. the person uh, managing this plan yeah. and sees the burn down chart. Okay. If, it, if it's going down properly, he knows we're on schedule or she knows we're on schedule. Okay. If they want to know specifically what's going on on day six, come to the stand-up. Okay, here's the plan every single day. We're talking here about something really important. we got to get it right. Right. And in order to get it right, we have to micromanage a 100-day plan every single day. I'm accountable for this project every single day of the 100 days to make sure that it's happening. You could get bogged down in speed assessing and maybe, you know, that could be intentional somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you got to stay on your game. You got to keep it going. You got to keep it going. Got you. So, okay, the hundred days is complete. What are my deliverables? Okay, I have. We love metrics, right? The deliverables are automatically generated from the sprints. Okay. okay. So we'll have um, five. I call it a five-point deliverable. It includes. All of the metrics, who's working on what, who became non-essential, who went to the pool, who stayed in the pool, all that stuff, right? Right. Um, And anything that needs to be decided is in my metric deliverable. My recommendations will be there. I'm not just leaving it up in the air. Okay. So in other words, um, initially – at the end of the 100 days. So it's like at the end of the 90 days, you have like, you do the 10 days where you go over with. Right. It's 10 days. The organization. It's very complicated, right? So here we have, okay, we have a plan that we have an offshore assessment completed for a line of business. Okay. And now we're going to go and say, all right, now it's time to bite the bullet, trust the plan Take that 25% and put them in the pool. Okay. And let's say um, on day 101, if something breaks, I'll take the hit. And that person can go back. It's There's no risk. Oh, so it's not until 101 that the person goes into the pool? It's not after the first 30 days the person goes into the pool? Not initially when you build the plan. Okay. It's, it's too much to ask. Okay. It's too revolutionary. Think of it like you're... Your paper trading. Okay. You're not spending any money yet. You Got want you. to make sure that it's working. You're just moving stuff, yeah. And, you know, we don't want to mess with companies. We don't okay. want to sling from the hip. This, this is, um, guaranteed with no risk to save money and reinvest it back into your company. Got you. Guaranteed. Perfect. So we have about 
three minutes left. Okay. Okay. So, so I have one more question for you. And can you share an example of the dollar savings, right? Okay. Because we've been kind of talking in the abstract. And I think it would be good if you have some concrete numbers to share that with okay, the audience. Okay, so this is when I first started shaking, right? So okay. we did. We went through a line of business. Okay. It was a 405 offshore resources. Okay. Okay. And that and that particular company was paying twenty dollars an hour for an offshore resource. Right, which isn't that much, but is, when you have 405, it gets up there. Right. So they're paying. And that equates to eighty one hundred dollars an hour. For, for IT yeah, that's a lot. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. we took twenty five percent, put them in the pool. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we cut it down to three hundred and four offshore resources, right off the top, which is now sixty one hundred dollars per hour. Okay, that's okay. a two thousand dollar savings per hour times eight hours, which is sixteen thousand dollars per day saved. That sounds incredible. I mean, it sounds like it's not even really, it doesn't even sound real. Okay. Let me make a point, and that is uh, I have heard after all this, mm-hmm. after all this, you're saving $16,000. Well, are you out of your mind? We took in a billion last quarter. I said, okay, well, right, this is this is today. Today. Tomorrow. For one project. Right. Tomorrow is another 16000 The day after is another 16000 so in a hundred days. So, right. So, you know, what happens is a week later I call back and say, okay, so you know now it's two weeks. You know you just cost the company a hundred and sixty thousand just for doing nothing. Right. There's money there to come back. You know what that does for your legacy? I mean, this is a win-win-win. Right. No, this has been terrific. This is a, a really, really groundbreaking, as you've said, model. It's amazing. CharlieSpeaking.com. Let's get the plan out. Let's share it. Let's bring back some of our guys. Let's start reinvesting. Let's watch the P.E. ratio start rising. That would be something, right? Yeah, no, that was, it's terrific. One. And thanks so much for sharing this with our listeners. I think it's invaluable. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. Um, see you next week. Have a great week. Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Take care.